know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Hey, y'all. Today is Tuesday, February 5th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Greetings, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy Black History Month. Happy to see your beautiful face, True. Happy to see your beautiful face, Yaya. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so long since our last episode. We got a much-needed break. So tell me, Yaya, what you been up to since we had this little break? Um, let's see. So we've been on hiatus mm-hmm. and I've been on hiatus. My phone <laughs> has been on Do Not Disturb. I'll if you. you've sent me an email, I apologize. I will get back to you. But uh, I've had some much needed me time and family time. Went out to L.A., West Coast, Ooh, West Coast. West Side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that was that was a fruitful trip. That was good. That's what's um, up. A lot of time inward focusing on me. That's great. I did much of the same family time, got some time to write and just chill and relax and caught up on a little bit of sleep. A little bit, <laughs> You know, yeah. just a little bit. Um, but it was good. But it is good to be back. Yes. That is for sure. So let's get started with a rundown of this week's episode. We're going to keep it spicy this week. So we wanted to give you the option of letting the kitties and those with sensitive sensibilities sit this one out. Because episode seven is all about sex, baby. Hey. (laughs) Yes, this episode will touch on some sensitive topics. Then we're going to move right along to our Real Talk question of the week. If God didn't want us having sex, why does it feel so good? Mm, That is the question. (laughs) We'll be talking about our own perspectives on the relationship between sex, spirituality, and religion, as well as common concerns people have about sexuality and God, including whether or not virginity is actually a thing, the virtues of masturbation, the pros and cons of pornography, and issues regarding premarital, extramarital, and even marital sex. Then, in keeping time with Yaya, we'll be celebrating all there is to celebrate in the month of February and discussing ways to keep up the residual energy from the new moon that was on February 4th, as well as giving some insight into the Chinese or Lunar New Year. Finally, providing care and creating community comes in many different forms. Today, we're going to connect with Lyric 13, a friend of the show, who is creating a community of sexual expression and acceptance among the growing number of black millennials who express themselves sexually and spiritually through elements of BDSM and kink culture. This week's Real Talk question is, if God didn't want us having sex, why does it feel so good yes (laughs) all right y'all so it's story time y'all been following me on my journey i've been trying to work out eat healthy you know blah 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 but i actually have been hitting the gym since new year's yes and um my soundtrack for weightlifting is city girls girl code that <laughs> album is on. Yeah. Period. On. That's it. <laughs> right. Um. And so that's been my album. I've been enjoying it. It's been motivating me. All that stuff. Yeah. And so I come home from the gym like sometime like 
couple weeks ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, you seen the new City Girl Cardi video that's out? I'm like, no. Think I'm like up on everything. He's like, you got to <laughs> see it. Whatever. Right. So uh, we hit YouTube and he presses play. and That's a twerk video, right? That's, yeah, it's okay. a twerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the song's twerk. <laughs> and he presses play and I am taken <laughs> aback almost immediately. <laughs> So, has to see me? Right. So, there's Cardi B. She's like nude, but painted over her, and like body paint mm-hmm. is like a tiger print or something. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the girl from um, City Girls, she has like the zebra print on her, and Yo. then a yacht with like 50 women, it yeah. looks like yeah. just twerking. And I'm talking about bodies. The whole video. They got bodies too. And, Capital B. Right. And it's just like, wow, it's a lot of women <laughs> shaking their bodies. And so we turn off the video and, of course, my husband's like, it was great, right? <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> usually I'm all here for, like, the ratchetry. Yeah. I'm all here for not just that, but, like, I consider myself a sex positive yeah. person. I consider myself like affirmative. You know, if you're a consensual adult, I don't have a problem with like sexual images, right. you know, body positivity, all yeah. that stuff. Love seeing, you know, black and brown girls having fun. But something was just off putting about it to me. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I couldn't place my finger on it. Yeah. And so it it made me start thinking, like, as a person who sees herself as, you know, such a progressive, sex-positive person, what is it that's, like, turning me the wrong way? It made me really think about, like, what what is my true belief about sex and sexuality and sexual expression? And then I started asking, like, deeper questions, like, what's my theology behind it? What mm-hmm. What does my God say? about being sex positive. Oof. So, yeah, you ask yourself some hard questions, girl. Right? I, I should be at home just, <laughs> just thinking away. Right. I mean, I saw I saw the video too. And you know, I'm a Cardi fan. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I see what you did there. <laughs> but I agree. Something about it, I wasn't quite sure where to put my finger on it of like why I felt like a little like off-centered. But as I kept thinking about it, or I asked myself the question if, would I see this video differently if the two artists were men and they had all these women on the yacht just twerking away? Because although it's great, and I'm like, yeah, you all these women, go ahead, get your money, you do right. your thing, you know what I mean? I love it. And, I'm, and, and I love that there were women from like all different places, all different, you know, shades, shades colors, sizes. Size. Yeah, right. It was all, it was great. And you could tell there was like a genuine love in the video. Cause like the women were hugging each other. Like it was a genuine celebration. And I was like, yo, that's great. But I did wonder like how much this image would change or how much my reaction would change if it was two rap artists doing this video. And like, two male I, rappers, yeah, two so. male rappers. And like, I would, being completely honest, I probably wouldn't have even watched the video. Because, mm-hmm. like, the first 10, 15 seconds, I would have been like, I know what this video is about. Right. Whatever, you know. It's, this is why, you know. But it's like, we get mixed signals about sex, right? So, like, conservative people make it seem of like, all sex is bad. Mm-hmm. And God don't want you out here having sex. Like, it's not supposed to be pleasurable. Only between a man and a wife. <laughs> Only a man and a woman. For, uh, <laughs> for the purposes of... I was going to say copulation. <laughs> like, oh my God, what am I? Um, what is it called? Conceiving. Yes, thank you. Conception. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only reason you should be having sex out here. If you're not doing that, 
you's going to hell. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, so we have that extreme. Um, and that also makes me back to our question, right? Makes me wonder if God doesn't want us having sex, then why does it feel so good? Does the Bible say anything about having sex? And if so, what does it say? Okay, okay, okay. So in our deep theological research, and our, we just <laughs> cracked open our Bibles, right? <laughs> right. So um, one thing that we found was one of the more popular uh, go-to verses is the Bible does warn us against lust of the flesh, yeah. sexual immorality, um, in a number of places. But one place that we found was 1 Corinthians 6.13. So it says, You say food for the stomach and stomach for the food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And that's why a literal translation had people beating themselves. <laughs> Dude, back in the day. <laughs> okay, That's why priests would just be like, no, all sex is bad. I'm right. gonna go beat myself. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, somebody, to, somebody get through. <laughs> right. So okay. So so this is the part where how taking a biblical passage literally could be damaging, right? Because right. then we're completely shunning sex, and then we have verses like Genesis in Gen in the book of Genesis where it says, "Be fruitful and multiply." Right. So it's like, hmm. Okay. So a couple of things, right? Yep. So, you know, it says something like um, in Corinthians, it says the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is the Bible just technically doesn't say what sexual immorality counts as. Mm -hmm. Generally, it's our own like cultural ideals that we say what sexual immorality, Mm -hmm. you know, like depending on what society you're in is what falls under what sexual immorality immoral less than 20 years back gay sex would be would fall under sexual immorality right. where now culturally you know we're more open to mm-hmm. that and so it's like to say sex is wrong mm-hmm. from this verse i don't get that right um and then you know truth brought up the the genesis uh, verse about be fruitful and multiply okay so okay that's good but that also gives sex in a very thin context mm-hmm. of you know only, only for the sake yep. of having kids very few people crack open their Bibles Tell to them. one of my favorite books, Song of Songs. Yes. And so um, if any of you are into love poetry, uh-uh. sensual, erotic poetry. <laughs> Y'all need to crack open the Bible right. and go to Song of Songs. There's a lot of things going on in there for you. And so... Um, go ahead. Yaya's going to take you to a place now. Yes. I'm going to read you uh, the first four verses of Song of Songs. It says, um, it's about a young maiden and her lover. Let him kiss me with the kisses of my mouth, for your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like a perfume poured out. No wonder the young woman love you. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. Right. I heard that. Let the king bring me into his chambers. Yes. And so, like, when people think of what the Bible says about sex and sexuality, like, a lot of times we think it's like a hard no. Yes. Don't do Mm -hmm. that. But in this case, this is a story about a young woman finding her sexuality and expressing her sexuality and doing it in an explicitly non married context. Right. And so, I think that that's super interesting. Mm in that like 
that is clearly stated in the, the Bible text, yes. but often not cited mm-hmm. and especially not cited in churches. Like, have any of you ever been in church on a Sunday and heard the preacher get up there and talk <laughs> about, like, hold my bosom? Right. <laughs> like, that, no, that's the one book that apparently no pastor preacher knows right. <laughs> on Sunday. Nobody crack open that book. But it's like you said, it can teach you so much about, like, exploring sexuality and how, like, it's not to be shameful. is so true. Like, I think a lot of us walk around with this with this shame that we got from the hard no, you know, when we were younger. Absolutely. That abstinence-only type thing that we were talking about mm-hmm. in God in the world. But I guess what we want to kind of let you all know is that there are... There are places and, you know, examples within the biblical text and within Christianity and other, you know, religions Mm -hmm. that is open to sex and sexuality Mm -hmm. and 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 questions of sex and exploring sex. And, you know, it like we are sexual beings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like made in God's image. That's it. And so there's no denying that sex is a factor. The question is, how do we how do we reconcile our spiritual, religious selves, cultural selves mm-hmm. with our desires? Right. You know, and that's something we hope to do in this this episode. Yeah. And so I was thinking we could kind of go over a few hot topics. Yeah. You know, people throw things out there all the time, make Especially. all these statements about what the church says about this and that. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about virginity. Yeah. Is it so, a thing? Well, what is virginity? You know, like, what does it mean? Does God say anything about virginity to Christians? What's your take on, like, virginity? Okay, so my take on virginity? When you take my virginity. <laughs> now, let me stop. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, nah, so my take on virginity is not a thing. So I'm just going to, mm-hmm. like, straight go for it. sex ed, like, real sex ed. It's not a thing. Like, yes, there's a part of... uh, Okay, so virginity is supposed to be when you have sex for the first time, Mm -hmm. right? It's supposed to be some marker. Mm -hmm. If anything, that's a social marker. Yeah. Cool. Physically, like, a woman may or may not have a hymen, have been born with a hymen. A female person who was born female may or may not have um, been born with a hymen. Mm -hmm. You can stretch that hymen, break that hymen... Remove that hymen. Have surgery to get back <laughs> right. a hymen. Have surgery so, to get back a hymen. Yeah. And so this whole marker of you're now, like, there's, like, often a social context that says you have been penetrated mm-hmm. and you're now, quote, unquote, damaged goods in some way. Right. Like, it confers social status, mm-hmm. you know? And so my take on virginity is it's fake. <laughs> like, right. mm-hmm. ain't no virginity. Like, right. we are so past that. No. I definitely agree Agree that it is a social status. And it's only applied to women. Is it? <laughs> I think so. I think guys have a lot of pressure to, quote, unquote, lose their virginity. Well, yeah. But I think, so as far as purity, it's only, mm-hmm. it's only uh, applied to the woman to stay pure. And so she should save her virginity. But then men should lose their virginity. Right. I feel like it, it definitely is a social construct. And it's only held to heterosexual men and women. Really? I feel, yeah, I don't ever remember feeling like you got to sleep with a woman. <laughs> like, I don't ever remember that being a marker in my life, nor a conversation between, like, the people that I've met in, like, my entire life. So in the queer community, virginity is not so much of a thing. In my experience, mm-hmm. I've never heard of virginity as, like, a thing. Oh. Of where, like, yo, you got to lose your virginity, be like, you wilding out here. <laughs> you know, like, 
the only time I've ever heard of virginity has been in a heterosexual content. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm very curious about this. Yeah. And so uh, gay males out there, male identifying people, I would love to hear. I would love to is, hear yeah. your uh, your experience when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to God and what God says about or says or doesn't say about virginity, yeah. what's the deal? No, the Bible says nothing about virginity. It only says about fornication. Right. But not about like virginity. actual. Even God says it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even God herself says virginity right. is fake. <laughs> And you know, you you mentioned the word purity when in, when talking about like women yeah. keeping their virginity. I'm like going way off topic, but you know those like purity rings Girl, and purity not balls get me with, that. with the fathers and the daughters, and like I'm here to like take a picture on Instagram with a shotgun and I'm right. guarding your virginity. And the, it, the rings that are exchanged yeah. and the vows that are said between father and daughter. It's just it's it's just like it's it, well, it smacks it a little <laughs> incestuous to me. Like no judgment. Sorry y'all if you do this with your kids. I'm judging y'all and y'all creepy. <laughs> but it's like you use religious language right. to talk about this concept that is so a-religious. Like it has nothing to do right. with anything. And it's only done between fathers and daughters. Right. Not not, not with mothers and sons, to right. my knowledge. So again, only like the the focus being on the girl staying pure until she's married. Right. I don't know if there's a separate for mothers and and sons, which will still be equally creepy. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, and it's creepy not because of like the ritual. I think for me, it's more creepy because of the language that is used. It has like a little like cult um, feeling for me, mm. and it's just like I just don't like the wording that's been used. It just doesn't look right. Of like I am like the protector of like your virginity, and I don't know. Maybe just using the language yeah, is off. Like. Your body's not yours, and you're teaching it from such a young age. Right. And that, that goes into, like, consent stuff. But let's, right. let's stay on, on topic. Virginity, what's That's the verdict? Uh, fake news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let, me, let me bring this topic to you, Yaya. Masturbation. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little more. What, why are you for it? Okay, so masturbation gets a bad rap. It does. It does. I'm. I'm. I'm for it too. I'm all about. I'm all about it. Like, <laughs> okay. okay, okay. <laughs> no. I just want to make sure that was clear before. Just, I just in to case answer. you guys were wondering. You know what I'm <laughs> right. Um. So masturbation gets a bad rap. Absolutely. Um. I think again, going back to like these Victorian ideals mm-hmm. of you, um, you know, sexual purity. Yeah. These these antiquated, really old, out of date ideals that use religious language but there's not much like meat in the text in right. the actual bible text right. that like i don't believe it says anywhere you can't masturbate or you shouldn't masturbate or right. masturbation is a sin mm-hmm. or don't touch your ding dong <laughs> like it really i think in all the ways that one can say it i'm pretty sure the bible doesn't say it mm-hmm. um i recall hearing something about like spilling seed like yes. maybe somewhere in Leviticus, uh, there's like um, there's a, a story. Yeah. There's a verse or a story mm-hmm. that that uh, that talks against quote unquote spilling seed. But nope, come with better receipts than that. Right, fake news. <laughs> right, like yeah. that 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 is not like in a text and a religious context that gives clear laws, mm-hmm. like some of the most specific and clear laws yeah. I've ever seen until I can see someone show me where it says don't masturbate. 
I'm all for it. Yeah. Relieve stress, makes you feel good, puts you in touch with your body, yourself, helps you connect better to a partner, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, clears your mind. <laughs> Mom, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, nah, man, I agree. Like <laughs> everything that y'all y'all said times two. <laughs> Look, she's trying to get me in trouble by myself. <laughs> so I stay real quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, keep keep talking, ahead, girl. You got this. <laughs> no, but it's true. I agree. Like, there's nothing explicitly saying. Um, and I think with everything, is that people just take it too far. Okay, you got to have boundaries. So when you say that, are you referring to like pornography as well? Like, are you like kind of rapping? Yeah, so we can bring that in. Yeah, so I think that that is like one of the things where like it's important to have boundaries if you are going to participate in that. Right. Because we already know like too much pornography can make people not be able to perform like with their partner and so i think that is again just boundaries you know like when is enough enough like what like how are you practicing this it's like with everything else in life we gotta have boundaries you can't go flying off the deep end you know so i think that's really important and i know some couples who use um pornography like for their own sex life like to learn new tricks <laughs> you know to like just for sensuality and treats. you know what I'm saying and so hey if that works for y'all let it work you know but I think where it could get a little like the lines kind of blurry is in what's the communication that you have with your partner already mm-hmm. so I'm um, gonna stop picking on the guys so let's say like uh, a woman right and her partner are like watching porn so like get yeah, more sensual get new tricks blah 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 and the woman gets stuck with the male's uh, image in her head while she's having sex with her partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something she should be able to bring up to her partner. Why not? You know, she should be able to communicate that to her partner and not be shamed for it. But the fact that many couples will shame each other or will somebody who's going to feel some type of way, mm-hmm. that makes the situation even worse because then now you have something that's not being talked about. And you keep doing this activity and you don't know that over here your partner is struggling with something. And that can, like, continue to develop into something even more. So, like, communication is a big part of it. Okay, so all important points you're making. The funny thing is that for all my sex positivity mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah, 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 all that, I, I'm i on the fence about pornography, Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've all seen it. We've all watched it. But when it comes to, like, its value, yeah. this is where, like, being steeped in the Christian tradition yeah. uh, really kind of plays in my head when it comes to, like, questions of lust. Right? I agree. Because I'm I'm funny about saying sins. I don't like, I don't like sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but making the choice to lust or, or falling into the into, pattern yeah. of lust is unhealthy. Of course. You're objectifying something and you're raising it to the level where you can't control yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it It's putting anything outside of your self-control is unhealthy to me. Yeah. And so when it comes to like masturbation and pornography, it's like when it, when it becomes into like the addictive or unbreakable yes. habit mm-hmm. area, it becomes problematic yeah. for me. When it c- goes into the area of pornography particularly and the way that it 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 makes images of people like the it it makes it so that you're lusting 
after something that's not real. Right. And like mm-hmm. for me, sex and healthy sex is all about connection. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to necessarily even connect with another person. You can right. have, I don't know, toys and masturbate by yourself yeah, course, and yeah. connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some type of genuine connection happening for yeah. it to be healthy sex in my mind. Yeah. And the thing about a lot of, or I don't say a lot, but some pornography is it can be dehumanizing, degrading. degrading. It can be violent. It can perpetrate sexual violence. And when you, as a person, and many people get into pornography at very young ages. Very young. And so when your sexuality is developing and you're seeing these false images Mm -hmm. and you are looking to that to be your reality and now you're unable to connect with a real person because you've only seen these fake people and you're unable to to even know what a real sexual Mm -hmm. sensual connection is like because you 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 only have these like one-dimensional images yeah that's where it's like you're lusting after this thing that you'll never get and you'll just be in a circle of unfulfilled Unfulfilled lust. yeah Yeah. and so that's where like pornography kind of gets me on the fence like i think you know it's a choice. Yeah, absolutely. You grown, yeah. If you're if you are grown, right, <laughs> do what you want. Exactly. But um, my own ideals of like you know spirituality, Christianity, whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of make me question that a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm on I'm on the same fence. I'm like, if you grown, if you grown, right, go ahead. <laughs> That's a big asterisk for this exactly. whole thing. If you're grown, if you grown, <laughs> if you grown, go ahead. Um, but my personal taste, I'm just just not with it. But. I I agree. It's definitely about boundaries. And I think what I also think about is how young people get into pornography and then they grow up with this. Mm. And so they're going through the world with this warped image of what sex should be. Mm -hmm. And when they come to actually have sex and it may not meet their expectations of what they're seeing this person is doing on the screen, that, of course, is going to affect them as well. And so it's like... There has to be, it just doesn't seem healthy. Yeah, like it's media. Like ultimately, not even to get graphic, but we put a warning on this so y'all already know what to do. But like you watch porn and you see this, let's say it's heterosexual porn or a porn with women, whatever. Mm -hmm. You see a woman and it's like this scene is going on forever and there's no lubrication happening Mm -hmm. and you're doing all the crazy positions and like all these things that look uncomfortable because they probably are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's like if you can't separate this is fake life from what real life is you'll go into real life not treating your partner with the tenderness that you probably should treat because you're like oh she can take it she a poor star (laughs) see that she can take it right it perpetuates exactly. and even on the male side like if you're if you're a woman or or uh, or a male you know whoever watching mm-hmm. porn and you see all these huge 28 inch right <laughs> like <laughs> that, I feel like my mom's gonna watch something like what the hell but you know what I mean like right, you course. see these unhealthy expectations mm-hmm. and they're just like perpetrated as right. reality and I think that that's just where the problem right. is uh, there's like bad interpretations of like body image right. of like oh every every male is built like this every woman is built and it's like um want want <laughs> I still can't believe I just said <laughs> <laughs> and I said it again. Oh no! Oh, Sorry, y'all. So you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think for those points, it's something that you have to be very self-aware about and yeah. know why you want to partake in it. And if you do, in a relationship or even by yourself, you have to be very self-aware of what you're taking in. 
I just, I just think that. That's a fact. Yeah. So uh, let's move into something a little more meteor. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, what are your thoughts Pastor Truth, <laughs> you know, got to put that. Because oh me, I'm a little more like uh, seeking. I'm in the Christian mm. tradition. But, yeah. you know, as a pastor, as a, as a full-fledged Christian, Christian, <laughs> uh, theologically, yeah. what are your views on uh, premarital sex? That's a no. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, brimstone, no. fire. Exactly. <laughs> so premarital sex gets a bad rep. One, the world that we are living in now so many people don't even want to get married, but they've been in relationships for like 10, 12, 15 years. I've even known people who have been in relationships for like 20, 30 years. So we're going to tell them that they can't have sex until they marry. <laughs> they've been holding each other down for 30 years. Like, come on. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, man, everything is with boundaries. That That is my thing. It's just like everything is is with boundaries. Now, if kids, little kid, like kids, like coming up to you and asking you about that, like I will admit, when I talk to like youth, youth, I, I tell them that they should hold off. They got to wait. And I say that because many times they are letting just their hormones speak. But I don't say it in a way where I'm like, no, it's a hard no, you know. But let's talk about it. You know, because a lot of times they have more questions than anything else. And it, peer pressure is a big thing, especially mm-hmm. if they have like older friends who are already talking about this and like are putting it in their ears. You know, so it's just like, Keeping people informed. You got to keep the youth informed. Now, if people want to wait, I know a lot of people who have had sex, like have had premarital sex, and then they like gave their life to Christ, and then they decided like they were not going to do that anymore until like their next partner, which they knew like they would want to marry. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, at least in the conversations I've had, it they have taken that decision because either they've had like a string of horrible relationships and they're like, I can't keep giving myself or of myself emotional, spiritually, and then physically and not receiving nothing back. I think if they have a, a valid reason for themselves, because they don't have to be valid for me, but if the person has a valid re- reason for themselves to not have premarital sex, then we should support the person in that. And I don't think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think there's a right or wrong in that. I feel like they can they can do that if that's the decision that they came up with. I've also seen the flip side of that where if people want to wait until marriage, they also get like picked on, let's say, mm-hmm. of like, oh yeah, some prudes, you know what I mean? And it's like Especially nah. young men. Right. Like especially like Yeah. <clears throat> because it, it's like if they don't want to have sex then all of a sudden either what they're like not man enough quote unquote mm-hmm. and it's like no if they've come to the decision that that's not what they want to do they shouldn't be pressured into doing it just like anybody else if if that couple has reached that decision that's on them and I think one important thing that I learned from one of my friends was when she decided that she was not going to or that she was going to wait until she got married to have sex she made that as like a point for the person to know mm-hmm. while they were getting to know each other to see if they were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And as of like, this is what's happening. This is what you'll be getting into. So it's not a surprise to anybody. And mm-hmm. I thought I was like, you know what? That's fair because the other person needs to know what they're getting into. And if they can rock with it, cool. And if they can't, all right, move on to the next, you know? But I, I don't think it's a, it's not a hard yes or a hard no. It's just like, let people be and inform people. Mm-hmm. Definitely inform the youth. That that's where my like concern always is. Like inform the youth. Like when you grown, 
you make grown decisions. Right. Right? <laughs> like, but with the you youth, jump up, you might fall. Exactly, so. <laughs> but like with the youth, at least let's guide them and give them the tools that they need to make informed decisions mm-hmm. and not just decisions on like hormones. And if they've made decisions based on their hormones, let them know it's okay. Don't shame them for it. Right. So I must admit mm-hmm. that. Um, in my young, when I was a youth, I really took that to heart. Like, yeah. you know, you know, I think I was given a lot of the same messages that you were talking about yeah. where it's like prior being a young person prior to ever having sex. Mm-hmm. I was given the message, wait until marriage, you, yeah. you know, just Absolutely. just wait until mm-hmm. you get married. I think it was less for um, reasons of. I don't know, sex being wrong or sinful yeah. outside of marriage yeah. and more of that is a safe environment mm. in which you can have sex. Yeah. And so having taken that to heart when I was younger, yeah. you know, I think being taught that saved me a lot of heartache personally. Yeah. Like I have a lot of friends who, you know, that was never even on the radar period. Yeah, they was yeah, going to have sex sure. when they wanted to have sex. Right, right. And they had to kind of go over the learning curve. Yeah. They encountered a lot of heartache, a lot of body ache. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. A lot, of, a lot of things came with having sex at a very young age. Absolutely. Where, because I had, you know, this this strong voice in my head yeah. saying, no, wait until you're married. Yeah, wait yeah. until you're married. I was able to, like, I didn't wait till I was married. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was able to just have a little bit a little bit more growth, a little bit more mm-hmm. time so that when I when I did make the decision, yeah. a lot a lot of my ideas about sex and sexuality are just mm-hmm. around consent, yeah. consensual pleasure yeah. and enjoyment, connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't think at a like I don't think when I was really young, I I just wasn't in that mind right, I wasn't course. in that mind frame. Yeah. Um now that I'm a lot older I mm-hmm. am, um, when it comes to theologically and like in terms of like I guess what the Bible says, what God says yeah. about having sex before yeah. marriage. You know, I have a lot of super, like super, I'm the one in, I'm the one in <laughs> seminary, right? Yeah, yeah. But I have some friends that are like, it's wrong. Ooh, Premarital yeah, yeah, yeah. sex is wrong. Okay. And so they'll slip up and do it once or twice yeah. and then just have like, like fall into like a depression of like shame. Oh, uh, yeah. About it. And that makes me feel so sad. Yeah, that's not healthy. That that's how you're approaching it. And so right. I think of like a lot of times they'll they'll cite the Bible to me, right? Yeah. And so they'll cite, let's say, First uh, Corinthians 7, 1 through 5. I'm going to speed through it for you guys. Go. Um, now for matters you wrote about. It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But since sexual immorality is occurring, each man should have sexual relations with his own wife and each woman with her own husband. The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. And then it kind of like goes a little crazy here, in my opinion. This is verse four. The wife does not have authority over her own body, Mm. but yields it to her husband. Mm. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and only for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. I find mm. that to be so interesting because yeah. it like yo-yos back and forth yeah, from yeah, yeah. like, no, sex is bad, yeah, don't yeah. have sex, to, to well, since y'all going to be, you know, having sex, you might as well just get married yeah. to you don't have control over your own body yeah. and neither does your husband. Right. So y'all owe each other sex. You have to have sex because you're right. married. Like mm-hmm. it just yo-yos back and forth. And so it's just... 
What do you think of it? What do you make of it? You know what? Just what you said right now of like yo-yoing back and forth. I feel like I've heard that as something that couples who are like really in the church every Sunday and like really just very more conservative uh, use and like rush, then rush into marriage. Mm. And so it's like, yes. are you okay? Because you can't control yourselves. You're rushing into marriage and you want to play it off. Like, oh yeah, you know, that person is the one or whatever, but it's just because you can't control yourself. I grew up sort of similar. Like you was told like, you know, wait till you're married. And I think the same way, like, because I had that always in the back of my mind, it wasn't something that I was like, kind of like, it wasn't something that was like, oh man, I want to know what sex is. You know, it just, just wasn't, there for for me and it did save me a lot of heartache (laughs) and a lot of stuff that I saw like my friends who were like way more advanced than I was like by a certain age that I had like no idea of what they were talking about and I was like oh well that's interesting but like I was just kind of doing my own thing so um when verses like this are even taken where like a woman doesn't have authority over her body that then we start getting into like marriages that are not good and not healthy. Marital rape is legal in right. some states. Exactly. That is, so, is mind blowing to yeah, me. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and the fact that we're you taking the try same to Bible, the Bible yes, to back it up, right? To say, like, oh no, yeah, it's in the Bible, so it's okay. What? Where? The, I don't know how that logic fits into some people, but it does. But that's, that's why we have to be so careful. Right. With careful. It when, we, when we talk about saying like premarital uh, sex is wrong and that's law. You know, like, I knew. <laughs> Let, let's read and discuss and see where right. it takes us and how it helps us. And the uh, interesting thing to me about this is mm-hmm. that, you know, the verses kind of start off by saying it's good for a man and a woman to have sexual relations. Right. But not in terms of, like, sexual immorality. Right. And so that brings up the question of what is sexual immorality, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly are we talking about? And... uh oftentimes people will read the Bible with very little like social context as to what was going on then. Mm -hmm. And so like the Bible doesn't explicitly say what sexual immorality is. No, not at all. But often it was uh, in reference to like uh, Greco-Roman householders, right? It's context. (laughs) Right. In that context, Husbands, heads of the households Mm -hmm. were like exploiting young slaves and forcing them to have sex and, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things that were clearly, clearly exploitative and wrong. Mm -hmm. And so it was important to make that clear statement of Mm -hmm. stop it with the sexual immorality. It's breaking apart the society. Exactly. Whereas like we take it to mean, you know, don't do what, you know what people don't like now, right exactly as opposed to like what's exploiting what's hurting mm-hmm. what's non-consensual mm-hmm. and so i think often there there's a there's an emphasis on the sex act to yeah. say no don't have sex before marriage right but i would like to offer to listeners to truth to whoever yeah it's not don't have sex until you're married more like it's it probably won't be until you reach a marriageable age mm-hmm. or at least, you know, the age that you can be married yeah. in our society yeah. that you'll be able to make the types of decisions to have good sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, exactly. like straight up. And, and another thing with the sexual immorality, when you said about forcing slaves to have sex in that time, a lot of the slaves were young boys. And what I mean by young boys was like children. So he was like explicitly saying like, don't be a pedophile. Right. And I wish the church would talk more about pedophilia than do about homosexuality. 
because the two do not go together. And if we talk more about like pedophilia and how wrong that is, and if they would condemn it as much as they condemn homosexuality, well, maybe our world will be a little different. I I did. Girl, not don't get me started. <laughs> I didn't think about that in terms of this verse, but this verse yeah. is often used to condemn even like you know yeah. heterosexual sex, Absolutely. and the church focuses so much on homosexual sex. Yep. But this is talking about not exploiting children in a sexual right. nature. Exactly, and it's. And that is so rarely what what we hear. We hear don't have sex, period. Exactly. How about don't have harmful sex? Don't have hurtful sex. Exactly. Because even married people need to be told don't have harmful sex. Yes. Because just because they're married doesn't mean that everything is okay in in their house. And if they're still going to church, the pastor has a responsibility to preach that. And I've so rarely... Rare, like, and I say rarely, meaning neverly. Right. <laughs> I've never, right. I've never mm-hmm. been in a church or religious mm-hmm. context and heard a frank conversation right. about what it means to be a person of God, mm-hmm. enjoy sex, sexuality, sensuality, yeah. which is not wrong, right? And how to do that, and if you can't turn to your to the people who are supposed to guide you pastorally right. for that, where can you turn? If you turn to porn, like you're gonna turn to porn, right? Because that that's not quite gonna teach you, right? The, it the teach way you the opposite, to, right? To be a sexual being, yeah. yeah. So this has been a rich conversation, but I want to know what y'all think. Yes. So hit us up. Let's keep the conversation going. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Hello, beautiful people. Today is Tuesday, February 5th, and it's Keeping Time with Yaya. Today is the Lunar New Year, also known as the Chinese New Year. Yay! It's also Black History Month, and as you probably know by now, I am black, black, blackity black. (laughs) So you know it's one of my favorite times of the year. And last but not least, February 14th is on the horizon, so happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. And all the single people too. Oh, and all the single people. You guys could be lovers yeah, too. You could be yeah. lovers of nature. Lovers, lovers of, of yourself. yourself. There you go. <laughs> we lovers just... of chocolate. Okay. You could be single and lovers of other people. Uh, hey now. That's hey, another episode. Girl. Hey now. <laughs> right. Now it's time for the moon reading. Right now we're dealing with residual energy from the new moon, which came on February 4th. So let's keep that same energy. And who knows what you might be able to manifest by the full moon on the 19th. And since today is actually the Chinese New Year, let's talk about what 2019 has to offer us. According to CNN, while the Chinese New Year is said to affect each individual differently depending on the year they were born, the year of the earth pig, the last animal in the sign of the 12-year Chinese zodiac cycle, is often considered an auspicious or lucky year in general, signifying wealth and good fortune. Ooh, wealth and good fortune. I like that. I'm here for that. (laughs) All right, so for our community pastoral care segment, um, we know that care and creating community comes in many different forms. So today we're going to talk with Lyric13, who's a friend of the show. Say hi. 
Hi, hi. <laughs> and um, Lyric 13 is creating a community of sexual expression and acceptance among the growing number of black Northeastern millennials who care for themselves sexually and spiritually through elements of BDSM and kink culture. Yes. So... First and foremost, thank you for being our first guest of Real Talk on God Talk. Really? Yes. You're the first guest. You're the well, first. this is my first time ever speaking on a podcast. So oh, it's first a first for break. everybody. A lot of cherries being popped here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We just getting into it right away. Like, like right, we went for the good stuff. Right away. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Um, let's get our listeners acquainted with you. So who are you? Uh, race, preferred pronouns, anything else that you think? I am a 32 and three fourth months old black. <laughs> That's real specific. <laughs> black female. Um, I identify as a woman, she, female, anything feminine with my pronouns. And um, basically, I got into it. I had moved to where I live now, and I didn't want to have sex with people. Yeah. But I still wanted to explore my sexuality. And before I moved, I started looking up kink and BDSM groups or clubs that was in the area. What is BDSM and kink? Like, what, okay. like, what is it that you're involved with? What, what do you do? Yeah. So, to be literal, BDSM is a form of role-playing or sexual desires related to bondage and discipline or dominance and submission, um, sadomasochism, and that's BDSM for the most part. Kink is just having a sexual preference, whatever it is. Okay. Fetish is when you get sexual gratification from a non-living thing or a non-genital body part. Okay. Yeah. So that's BDSM. (laughs) That's very clear. Okay, thank you. That is very clear. And okay. So before we get into the question question, okay. I have a confession to make. Okay. Oh shoot. Okay. <laughs> so when Yaya first pitched this to me, you should have seen how my mind was just so blown. And it was blown oh. because all like this one conversation, literally just one conversation that I had uh with one of my friends about her partner getting into BDSM ah. led to us having a conversation. Of her telling me, well, yeah, you know how like some people like getting nailed to a wall, and that was <laughs> and that so, is totally different, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so like that was my first exposure. So when Yaya came to me, I was like, girl, I gotta tell you this because I gotta get it off my chest. <laughs> nailed into the wall, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> but she didn't say no. Though. She didn't say no. <laughs> it's not for me, but. But we, it's a judgment-free zone, so right. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going put my nails away. <laughs> <laughs> and here I go, well, oh, you know, man. if they agree to it. Yes, yeah, it. And it's safe. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Sick> consent. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Okay, right. So let, let's let's stay a little on topic because <laughs> clearly we're having too much fun oh, with this. Um, so how, how did you get involved? So you said that you moved to your current area. Yeah. You uh, didn't want to have sexual intercourse per se. Yes. 
And so you, uh, what 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 did you do? I went online. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's Everyone the start of that. every story. <laughs> I went online and I typed in like BDSM clubs in my area. And it led me to FetLife.com, which is basically um, a BDSM sexual kink place like Facebook, but it's it's sex based. Mm. And so based on where you live, um, you can see all sorts of activities going on in your area. And you just go to them if you want to go or you if you don't even you're not ready to attend events, you can just go into the chat rooms and learn some stuff that way. But it was definitely FetLife that got me into all the avenues. But I will say, um, I think a stereotype is a lot of people are already in some point of in kink or BDSM and they don't know it. Maybe they may not use the language. Oh, okay. Oh, they closet kinks. Right? <laughs> right, closet kinks. And so I, I think that it can be a little daunting, but you may not even already know that you partake in that lifestyle. So how are you involved in kink? Like, I don't know if it's appropriate to say what's your... What's oh no! Cake, I think, or like I don't know what the wait. How I'm involved? Like so, my okay. personal preferences, or <laughs> as much <laughs> as you want to share, girl. But I mean, oh, so like, so you you went on to the website. Yes. You, you said I want to try something. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Okay. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be explicit, but well, I can. The first event I went to was a happy hour. So there, a lot of times there's happy hours, there's munches, dinners. Munch. What's that? A munch is a non-sexual gathering, a.k.a. a vanilla gathering, where you just vanilla. meet fellow vanilla. people. Vanilla like white people? <laughs> <laughs> it is mad white people at this stuff. But, you know, vanilla is always a safe way to go. Gotcha. Okay. But um, it's basically a non-sexual gathering of people in your community where you can talk about regular life things or maybe meet other people, learn some new knowledge. You know, just fellowship, I guess, okay. oh, essentially. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, wait, now she's talking our language. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Now we're back and in it, the it, game. <laughs> it doesn't have, it's not overly sexual because we are in restaurants, in bars. So my first experience was going to a happy hour that had like a play event afterwards. Mm. Um, I didn't engage in that. When you say a play event, um, well, playing at dungeons, there's just when you go to a place. Got real. <laughs> oh, that dungeon. You go like, to a, real a, a, real? a place. Uh, it can be like a legit venue or mm, your yeah. home or right. just somewhere where you can do where stuff you want to do. Happens. Yes, where the yeah, action true. happens. Okay. Um, and so that was literally my first event that I went to. And it just so happens that someone saw me sitting alone and said I didn't look like I was having fun. And I don't think I was, honestly. Wow. Why? Yeah. Well, no. yeah. Well, well, why? Well, why? <laughs> it's probably going to segue into another question. But there were, like, three black people there mm -hmm. and a multitude of age ranges. Oh, you know, and you. I think it was my own expectations that I had set. And yeah, that's just not real life. But he saw me and he started conversing with me. We had some things in common. Um, like we went to the same college and whatnot. Oh, I was wow. like, wow. And then he's like, hey, you want to come to this? I go to this venue on Saturdays. You can come to me as my guest, you know, try something new. And then I went there and it was just over from there. 
Oh. <laughs> it's over from there. Gotcha. It was a, a, a dungeon, and I had some fun. That was okay. my first time playing, actually. Okay. Okay, so yeah. playing. How do you play and share as much as you would yeah, like to? Yeah, as wear. much as you're comfortable with. Um, yeah. So my form of playing started off with voyeurism, okay. which is a kink. I guess that would be a kink. I enjoy watching heterosexual people in engage in sexual acts. Okay. But I don't like to talk to them or anything like that. I just like to watch. Uh, I like rope play, um, which would fall under bondage, I suppose. Oh, rope play. Yeah, rope okay. play. Um, oh, not role play? Yeah, no, rope play. Oh, no, play. I hate <laughs> role playing. Oh, rope, rope. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, so I do that. That's really fun. It's cathartic for me. Mm-hmm. I like impacts play, which I guess would go into disciplined, which is just when you get hit with stuff mm-hmm. or hands, whatever. And there's one more. Is there one more? Oh, I like sensation play. So, oh. like, wax, electricity, mm-hmm. touch, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I play by either going to dungeons. You can do pickup play or you can arrange for the two of us to meet there and do whatever we want to do. Um, you can find partners. I found my partners on FetLife. Um, and we just go to his house mm-hmm. or my house. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's really what playing is. Are there, like, guidelines so, like... Like, are they, like, safe words? Oh, yes, you know yes, I mean? like, yes. Negotiation and consent Okay, is a really big thing. Really big thing. I always advocate for people to go to those type of educational meetings first. Because you'll, you'll want to play first. And then it's like, no, you really need to just be careful. So, yes. Gotcha. But that's all no, dependent on yeah, whoever no your yeah. partner is. And if you go to <laughs> dungeons, they also have their own guidelines that you have to follow. They have monitors in there to watch and make sure things are oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So there is some type of like safety that is going. Definitely. It's not, not just everybody like wilding out. How no, it's no, no, usually no, no. portrayed that people are just mm-hmm. out here wilding out. No, you yeah. know, honestly, the wilding out stuff are the swingers parties. Ooh. Yeah, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> the swingers parties, which is different from BDSM and kink because it's just sex. Oh, it's just sex. So that sounds crazy. BD- <laughs> yeah. So with BDSM, it's not necessarily that you are getting sex. Right. So gotcha. I don't have sex with my okay. partners. Okay. But I do engage in like those sexual acts. Right. You touching right. me and mm-hmm. sexual. Right. Yeah. But swinging is totally different. That's a whole nother lifestyle. But right. it's really just sex. Got you. Yeah. The swingers, you got to watch out for. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Right. <laughs> for all our swing listeners, we're watching out so that you come and listen to us more. <laughs> no. Okay. So. I'm hearing all these words, play, impact, dungeon, you know, like, right, like, I'm hearing a lot of words, and to me, as, like, a person who is inexperienced with this, or if our listeners are inexperienced with this, it can sound intense, you know? Yeah. And so, my question is, as a person new, when you were new to it, what did you get from it? And what what do you get from it now? Like, why do you do this? Why do you like it? Okay. Um, when I first started, like I said, I just wanted to explore my sexuality without penetration. And then as I started learning, it was I, so I started off with voyeurism. And I knew I liked bondage. But I didn't know I liked rope. I didn't know I liked impact play. And so the the more I learned about what is possible, mm-hmm. the more I learn about myself mm-hmm. and what I could like. Um, I hear that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, and so it started off as literally exploration. Gotcha. And now I'm at a place where 
I am still exploring, but I'm not in a rush to find new partners. Um, I'm more trying to be like a community organizer of sorts. Okay. So I, I think I've moved more from self to community. I like that. So you've described a little bit of how you like function with a partner um, and how that is also being part of a community. And you just spoke right now, you want to be a community organizer. Like, so this BDSM, there is a community there, right? So how do you feel like this community holds you? I think it, it sounds so cheesy, but it's, it's literally a space where you can go and find things out of the ordinary. And I know that sounds like, okay, whatever, but, when you meet people in your community, you are not meeting people like you. I think it's one of the true spaces where you think you're going to meet people like you and you don't meet nobody like you. <laughs> <laughs> and not even just with the skin color. Like, I remember the first time someone told me they were into, like, blood play. I was like, nah, B. <laughs> like, like, nah, you're doing too much. Hey, you wildin', right? But it, it still gives you the space to still literally laugh and socialize with people mm. um try new foods try new cuisines new places in your city right. um meeting new people that you can probably share some things with that you can't share with your friends and family right. um and also just learn more about yourself mm. um even about sexuality like something personally that i struggle with are pronouns mm -hmm. It's so hard for me to look at someone mm -hmm. and I'll just start calling them and it's like, oh, damn, I forgot. Yeah. So that is something I struggle with. So even working on your language mm -hmm. dialogue is wow. like, that's really big. So it, it does so much for me like that. It even makes me more like a disciplined person mm -hmm. because if I tell my partner that we're going to meet on Thursday, I have to meet on Thursday. You know, I can't just be like, oh, I don't feel like going. That's mm -hmm. not fair. So. Learning accountability. Mm. Wow. Is yeah. <laughs> that's how the community it's better than holds most me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no, I got Mia. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you find people who are not like you, right? Yeah. You think you're gonna go find somebody that's like you, but they're not gonna be like you. Mm -hmm. Honestly. I know a lot of people like me, and I'm going to say black and brown people, like pretty, you know, like you said, vanilla, who would never expect to go into this lifestyle. Like, you know, a lot of times you can think of it as like a white people thing. Yes. And so, like, what's your experience as a black woman or a woman of color in, in, in this lifestyle? It's imperative that you seek people of color spaces. Mm. You have to. Because I think naturally it is a sector that's dominated by white people. And so the majority of the events that you're going to go to, you will be the minority. Um, and there's also that, not exclusion, but you can't get comfortable just because someone is of the same race. Mm -hmm. Because you say, hey, I'm such and such, and then it, it don't go the way you want. So that is... That is something I would say as a black woman, I definitely had to seek out black spaces and create them. Mm. You have to create the space for the most part. You will have to create something. I would also say keep your goal in mind, right? So is your goal to learn and explore your sexuality or is your goal to do that with only people 
of color because it kind of limits you to what you can do like some things are really educational you just can't let anyone do anything to you and so you have to ask yourself am I ready to explore and get out of your comfort zone as maybe being the only black person and then you know you have to deal with things like race play I've never had to um, I've never had anyone Ask me to be like race some black play? slave, oh, like uh, oh, like race play, oh, oh, wow, wow. and it, it's not just black and white, right, you right. know, but any type of you kind of get off on maybe racial degradation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something that a lot of black people face in that community. Uh, I don't know if I can say it, but fetishizing black men and mm-hmm. what you think they may have, penis size wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have to face that a lot mm. as a, a black male in that, and I see it. You mm. will see it. And it's okay if you like it. You know, it's fine. But if you don't, um, something I experienced was I think people look at me like a dark-skinned woman, and I don't really smile too much. I'm really like those introverted, extroverted people. But I think people think I'm into, like, domination. Someone asked me to peg them. Um, basically perform, like, anal sex on them as a man. I'm like, no, like, why do you think I like to dominate because I'm a black woman? Actually, Mm -hmm. I identify as a bottom, which means I like things being done to me. So I think those type of stereotypes go into it, but it's the name of the game. Okay. Yeah, race play, that's a a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) You want it out, you want it out. Okay, and so um, I am seeing all the community, like uh, like we talked about earlier, the language... Yeah. In all types of community buildings that I can think about, you know, the the fellowship, the 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 wanting to be with people like you, the create the need to create the spaces that you want. All that is um is really amazing. Um, I want to ask you a, a probably a, a little more of an introspective personal question. But um, do you believe in God? And and if you do. Or if you don't and, you know, you have your own sense of morality, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does your God or your divinity or your sense of self-morality feel about uh, kink? Or, like, is how, how do those two things interact? Okay. I do not identify with religion. I respect it. And mm-hmm. I think there's many different ways to get to your God. Yeah. Uh, but the religion, I, I don't do. I, like spirituality better and i do believe in god in that sense yeah. like a spiritual sense gotcha um and not because there's anything like issues with the church and stuff like that it's just i feel like religion is very dogmatic it's rules right um it's set already mm-hmm. and in my opinion it's other people experiences or whatever that person is that's yeah. their experience with spirituality it's about following your intuition, which means that you can't have rules. Or you can have morale, but you can't tell me that I can't have sex until I'm married. Right. But I want to have sex now. Right. You know, and that's my experience. Right. Exactly. So I, I do think that there's a God, and I think my God would say that it's okay to mm-hmm. be kinky because you know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You're not harming anyone you're still sharing something with someone in a non-selfish manner and maybe you don't even want to do it anymore after something so i just like that i think my god would tell me to just go with your gut Mm -hmm. religion no and 
it's just your own experience, you know? Gotcha. And I think religion is a part of spirituality. Like, uh-huh. at first, first, you're fit, first you're spiritual, and then you decide, am I going to create my own path, or am I already going to follow this particular sector path? And there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. either, but you got to be able to make your own choices. And I don't think you can do that with religion. You know, you have really put me up on a lot in this um in this yes. conversation about kink and BDSM stuff but also about how I view religion and spirituality I've never heard it in that paradigm before I've always heard of it of you are introduced to a religion and then your spirituality will either you know keep you in that religion or guide you somewhere else but I've never thought mm-hmm. of it of you develop your spirituality and then your spirituality takes you yes. you know do you want to develop your own or go into something exactly that, you know do you want to color in the lines or do you want to draw a new picture nothing's wrong with coloring in mm-hmm. the lines if you know if you like that picture that yeah. is there but you don't have to and so i really i like how you frame that yeah yes. yeah and I, I definitely appreciate that too of how it goes back to what we were saying earlier in the show of like consent Mm-hmm. And that not everything works for everybody. So it's like if people are able to make an informed decision and go for it, like stop trying to tell people what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, and so like um, I agree with you. Yeah. It's beautiful how you described it. Like you're the best. <laughs> um, this I'm going to just call it theology, but like the, this uh, like your view is this different from how you saw it as a as a child? Did did you grow up in a religious household? Yeah, um, my parents are both Baptist. Well, I was raised as a Baptist Christian. Okay. Um, we went to church for a few years. We didn't go anymore. Mm. Um, and then by the time my mom got into it, I was already adult an adult. And okay. I was at that point in my life, I was on like some atheist stuff. Yeah. I don't feel that way now. Yeah. But now she's Pentecostal. Okay. Um, and my dad, like I said, he's a Baptist Christian, but he dibbles and dabbles in the nation of Islam um mm-hmm. with them too. But nah, we didn't talk about stuff like that yeah. in my house. Um my parents were very loving, like physically loving mm-hmm. and affectionate to each other, but that was never ever gonna come up. Yeah, nah, for you. Um, yeah, nah. <laughs> how do you? How does like your non kink community then respond to like your lifestyle? For like the people yeah, who do know, yeah, family. yeah. I would say so. I I started looking into kink in 2017. I got really active in 2018. Okay. Um, but when I did, once I decided that this is real, like I'm gonna put time into it, I started telling my friends. So all my girlfriends know, um, like even like two of my close coworkers know. Um, I told my sister, I'm not going to tell my parents, but <laughs> um, I told my sister. So I think my objective now is to be my authentic self, and it's a big part of my life. And since it is, I have to tell people, you know, because if you ask me what I'm doing, I don't want to have to lie and say. Mm a lie i think what you have what i have to be careful with still is even having consent with sharing you just have to be careful what with do you that. mean consent with sharing it's like verbal exhibitionism if that can make sense right oh, so who said the person wants to know yeah who said they wants right. to know that um so I, but we're talking about me and i want you to know about me <laughs> yeah so i have come out to people about it Come out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Truth said. Come out. I know about that. I, know that. I did that That one. is my language, yeah. girl. 
And I think they responded well. I I promise you. Um, actually, everyone I told was like, "Wow!" And then mm. they, how can I do it, right? <laughs> the only weird things I get is because I don't prefer to have sex with my partners. People are like, "Well, I don't get it." Like, right? Well, what are you doing all this for if you don't have sex? Because you still get pleasure out of it. Mm-hmm. That's the only like negative, and it's more like a seeking to understand thing. Right. But right. everyone that I'm told, I have been welcomed very warmly. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. great. I'm glad. So, uh, Lyric 13, this has been a fruitful conversation. I've yes. learned a oh, lot. Where? I want to keep talking. I no. learned so much. <laughs> um, I guess we can kind of end by asking... Two questions. So uh, first, what would you tell a newcomer or someone interested in the kink community of how they can kind of like step in, like a gentle entrance into the community? I say physically go to the munches. Those are probably going to literally be the safest places you go um, because some of them don't involve alcohol, of course, no drugs. Um, Oh, of course, no drugs. That's kind of a surprise. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) You're meeting in public space, okay, literally okay. like the Olive Garden or something. So <laughs> we will be at the Olive yes. Garden. Yeah, I'm telling you, you see a group I'm of people and you look like some dumb people don't look like they should know each other. It's a munch. It's a munch. It's not oh, I it's love not this. coworkers. It's a munch. Oh, that's but too funny. Uh, meeting in those type of events because they are public. There is no fetish wear, nothing going on. Mm-hmm. So definitely go out to a munch. Um, and a lot of the organizers in the munches, they do say, hey, let me know if you're coming. I can sit with you. I can introduce you to some of the other older people that consistently come. So definitely do the munch. Go online and look at some stuff. Oh, YouTube has so many videos YouTube. of how to do stuff, like literal tutorials. Um, yeah, so that was that. What would I tell a new person? And trust yourself. Trust yourself. Go, go with your flow. And know that it's okay if you say no. Mm-hmm. Say no. Know that. that you can always fluctuate between yes and no and yes and no and no and yes. Yes. That's what I would say. You know, Lyric 13, thank you so much. You thank are you too. Forever thank you. welcome. Like, yes. come back. Yes, come back. And we want more of this. We want to learn more stuff. You yes. want to learn how to get nailed onto the wall? <laughs> Oh, she got me. <laughs> Girl, I got some nails in my bag right now. <laughs> you get in trouble that way, too. Don't set yourself up. Yeah. We have some, uh, we That's off the air combo. Off camera. Maybe stay tuned for the bloopers. Maybe right? not. <laughs> no, but but thank you, too, for having me. Oh, of course. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being our first guest. Yeah. You yeah. set a high bar. And, and we love on it. God's talk, because you know that may be a little, a little uh, oxymoronic, <laughs> but it works. It works. But that's the thing. It works. And I think that that's what we were, what we wanted to know, because what works for us doesn't mean it works for everybody. And yeah. because our listeners are so diverse, it's good to know like these quote unquote taboo topics. Like we can talk about it. In a spiritual way. And it's okay. Right. And you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to do it. Nobody's telling you, listeners, you have to go out there (laughs) and, you know, become kinkster of the year. But Mm -hmm. now that you know about it, you can make an informed choice. If you are curious, follow it. Never know. I have one more thing to say that made me think of it. From the religious standpoint, keep in mind that it's okay. Like, you know, if you're married, 
It's okay to have sex, right? What kind of sex do you want to have? It's okay if it's with your husband or wife, right? Ah. You can still be kinky in your marriages. Mm-hmm. That's so. Right. See? Think about it. Yeah, tips. <laughs> no <laughs> vanilla marriages out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, before we go, we want to tell all of our listeners to look out for a new segment, new content, actually, that we have on our YouTube channel. Y'all hear that? We got a YouTube channel, y'all. We coming up, y'all. <laughs> so stay tuned. Real Talk on God Talk Straight No Chaser. That's the name of the new content that will be up this Sunday. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Toodles. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We keep it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's right.